Hey y'all, welcome to Sarver Living. My name is Sylvia Maxwell and I am your host. I wear many hats. I'm a mother and wife of twin boys that go to Buffalo Elementary School. I am a realtor at Berkshire Hathaway right here in Sarver. I'm also a yoga teacher right here in Sarver at the Marketplace on Pike. So I am as local as they get. I've lived in Sarver for over 17 years, and I can't wait to share Sarver Living with you. Thanks for listening. Hello, and welcome to Sarver Living. My name is Sylvia Maxwell, and I am your host. Today, I am with Tyler Hooth with G&T Sports Card Plus and the creator of the Freeport Halloween Carnival. Hi, Tyler. Hi, how are you today? Good, thank you so much for taking time to sit with me. I, I reached out to you because I knew you have your upcoming carnival and I do wanna talk about that and find out more about, so the, those that haven't been there before can learn more about it and we'll, we'll kind of touch that more towards the middle and end, but okay. I wanna introduce you as the owner of G&T Sports Cards Plus in Freeport. Thank you. <laughs> so let's, um, I'm, I'm sitting amongst all these baseball cards. Are they, are they all baseball? It's a mixture of everything. Okay. We do baseball, we do football, hockey, basketball uh we even get into some of the off sports uh there there's a new set that's all pickleball oh uh there's lacrosse uh we get into the gaming aspect as well uh so we have pokemon uh magic the gathering Yu-Gi-Oh. Ooh. a uh, little bit of everything my kids love the um they love pokemon and the Yu-Gi-Oh. i think my liam has the Yu-Gi-Oh cards <laughs> So that's neat to know. Now, so um, I've he- I've heard that um, trading. What do you call it? Trading cards is like a. It's a. It's an investment as well, right? It is, especially as of late. Uh, a lot of bigger investors have come into the market and really driven the value of certain cards up. Okay. And the max- manufacturers have followed suit as well, and they started producing high-end products uh, that have cards that may be. $250,000 plus right out of the box. What? Uh, so it's it's really it's really taken uh, to a new level, uh, the level of investment and the people that are investing into this as a career. Now, these $250,000 cards, are these newly produced cards or are these older? Yes, they're newly produced. Okay. Uh, it, it, there's not many sets like that, but there are a few. Um, Flawless is, is one that everybody knows. Anybody in the industry knows it's a hard-to-get product. Okay. And uh, it's just, it's really cool what they've done with some of the cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's certain sets that you can get a diamond in the card. Uh, it's, it's just, they've done some different things like that that you never saw before. So who's the hot, who's the hot player that, that gets to be the $250,000 card? Oh, that always, it always changes. Okay. Uh, there, there's certain prominent athletes that are always in demand. Uh, okay. You know. And it, it's opinionated, depending on who you're talking to. Uh, you know, uh, there's a very strong market for LeBron James in basketball. Okay. And, uh, you know, the high-value card out of a product like that would be what they call a one-of-one, one, uh, which would mean it's the only card printed. And the rarity of that is what gives it the value. 
so they're each sport has its own, you know, highly sought after athlete. Uh-huh. Uh, for football, it's Patrick Mahomes. Everybody wants Patrick Mahomes. Oh yeah, <laughs> and he's a safe bet. For okay, such a short career so far. He's he's put up great stats, and I think for only being in the league for just over five years, you can already make a case for him for the Hall of Fame. So it's like it's almost like Wall Street a little bit. It like ebbs and flows. Like it is the market. They're, what what's hot and what's not. Absolutely, and okay. and that can be dictated by the releases at that time. Oh yeah, um, you know if there's. There's certain times of the year there's a lot of new release cards at the same time, and things are great then. And then you may go a month to two months with not a whole lot, and then that's where you see the dips in the market. And, and there's ways to, to combat that, you know, yeah. sales of single cards and, and, you know, other similar things. But uh, it, it definitely, you know, there, there are good times and there are slower times. Right. So what is, um, what is the car, what is the most coveted card? right now for you or for me yeah if you could uh, have any card which one would it be it would be the 1952 mickey mantle it, oh, okay. it, it's, it's his rookie card and for me that's just one card that i have always always wanted but has always been out of my price range what is the value uh, at? uh so one uh that would be you know in, in pretty rough shape uh you're still looking you know north of thirty five thousand dollars goodness uh, gracious and when i say pretty rough shape folded down the middle corners are, are pretty bad uh it, it still holds a lot of value how many are out there oh <laughs> that's an interesting one because there's a lot of rumors and speculation as to the print run for that set and you know to certain events that may have uh gotten rid of some of those cards uh so they're there isn't an exact amount right now, okay. but it's limited compared to what you would see through the, the late 80s through the mid-90s. Uh, that was called the junk wax era. Okay. And part of the problem was manufacturers printed to demand, and they just overprinted by the millions. And so a lot of cards from that era, you may have you know, Hall of Famers, you might have you know, really good rookie cards uh, like Ken Griffey Jr., uh, that just don't hold the value that people thought they would because there's just too many of them out there. What years did that happen? Uh, so really started in 1988, and it carried through parts of the 90s. Uh, 1993 was a good year with, with Derek Jeter's rookie card, um, but there was still a lot of overprinting going on through that era. Oh, so okay. that kind of hurt the market for a while, and it really, really came back strong. Uh, right, right before COVID, it started to pick up. Okay. And then during COVID, it just, it really, really pushed it to a new level. Now, what, um, how do you get the cards you have here? Oh, many different ways. Uh, trades with okay. other collectors. Uh, we buy collections. Okay. Um, we, there's at times too, if, if, you know, we're just looking for certain items for the shop, uh, you know, we may talk with other shop owners. We may go on to eBay, other online platforms and just kind of you know, look for certain things that we'd like to add to the store. Okay. Um, but most of the stuff that we acquire is, is just through collections that we purchase in store. Cool. And so where do your shoppers come from? All over or? Yeah. So we, we do a trade night the first Friday of every month. Okay. And we've had really good nights, uh, where people were coming from the South Hills of Pittsburgh. Mm. Um, we've had people in from Butler, Indiana. Uh, so I, I would say, you know, on any given day, you know, within an hour of Freeport, people are coming. What is your, what is the most 
or do you want to reveal what's the most coveted card you have here? Oh, currently, um, we do have a, a TJ Watt uh, autographed card with a piece of his patch in Wait, it. Wait, is that the Bulldogs? Wait, uh, no, no. From the Steelers. It's, oh, that's he's from, in wait, wait, from the Steelers. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah, in okay. his Steelers uniform. Yeah. Um, and it's a one of one. So it is okay. one of those cards that, that there was only one printed. Oh, and, and you have it. We have one here, yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> what is that value at, or do you not want to talk about I currently that? have it at $750, okay. which is, is fair market for it. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to find comparable prices on one-on-one cards okay uh, because there are no other ones to compare it to okay so you have to compare with similar players similar sets that you know have a card that's close to it it's like the real estate market yeah you you kind of try to find that range and then you know you have to be cautious when you're buying a card like that as well because you don't know where the market's going to fall on that gotcha so you have to be careful you don't over invest into a certain card and then find out that the market drastically changes and then you're scrambling just to get your money back but for this area well there's so many Steeler fans out there just the game last night um in Las Vegas right and they were talking about how many Steeler fans like every report I heard everywhere they they said the the fan ratio was at least 50 50 last night I heard some people saying as high as 60 40 they said it was just black and gold everywhere I love it I love it (laughs) me too so this is a good and and TJ played a good game, right? He did. Good. He did. So that he, makes your card a little bit more valuable today than it, it does. was yesterday. <laughs> That's awesome. So I'm looking around, and I love how you have you have a lot of different things. And for the listener, that's um, Tyler's uh, one of his what pinball machines, or you have video games, yeah, and we, pinball machines here. We have multiple. Uh, arcade style machines uh, uh-huh. it's actually something we're working on building as a small arcade okay. uh, within the store um, we currently have pinball we have ticket redemption machines with a prize redemption counter oh nice uh, i have... saw the prizes oh yeah it's it's an area we're still working on yeah uh, we're, we're, we're kind of working on building that up uh-huh. uh, but it has become uh, a nice little area that, that kids enjoy coming in and, and yeah. spending some time and you know trying to win some prizes and just kind of enjoying the the games and you know some of them are are old original games that have been restored uh our pinball machine is from 1973 wow and we're only the third owner of it so everything on it is still original yeah well because there's nowhere around here to go play games like that without having to drive to harmerville or up to butler so i had no clue you had these games i know that i'll be bringing my boys back just that alone you know, we might not be in the market for baseball cards today, but we would come and play um, the video games. And then the Pokemon in Yu-Gi-Oh! seems very attractive. <laughs> we, we do have a strong following in the, in the gaming realm. Okay. Uh, we, we typically during the school year will do game nights. Uh-huh. And it's open to everything. Uh, we get people that will come in and play chess. Is that what uh, all these tables are set up yeah, for? Yeah, we, okay, cool. we have, we call this our gaming area here, okay. uh, which we usually like to have at least six to eight open tables for people to be able to sit down, play card games, board games, okay, uh, Pokemon, Magic, Yu-Gi-Oh, a uh, little bit of everything. Cool. I love that. So it is, it's, it's, you have a lot, it's, it's a, almost a one-stop shop, especially for kids that are into games and that kind of thing. And I notice you have a... Um, a lotto machine as well. 
<laughs> yes. Tell me a little bit about that. Uh, so that's a uh, it's a scratch off lottery machine. Okay. Um, it's it's still currently just the the scratch offs in that okay. machine. Okay. Um, but uh, but yeah, we we've, we've uh, it's been here since we opened. It's it's not my machine. I don't I don't operate it. Right. Uh, it's uh, my landlord. That's actually. Oh, they're okay, but it is still something that gets people in the doors. Absolutely, right? yeah. And it's it's available all the hours that we're open. It's here. Uh, people are free to come in and and uh, you know use the machine and and the jerseys that you have. The, these are signed. Yes. Oh, okay. Ninety-five uh, percent of the jerseys we have are signed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all authenticated as well. Wow. Uh, we we really don't buy too much autographed memorabilia that doesn't have the certificate with it. Um, just because that's, you know, most collectors that come in, they, they want something with proof that that's a real signature. Okay. And for me as a shop owner, I want something that I feel comfortable selling knowing that it's legitimate. Right. Uh, so I, I buy a lot of stuff at auction. Uh, I do buy stuff off of other collectors, you know, as long as it has that certificate or the sticker with it. Yeah. Uh, but we, we do have a little bit of everything. We, <laughs> we, we have movie memorabilia. Uh, we have music memorabilia. Nice. Um, we look for different things like that. That people want to collect. Now, when are you typically open here? Our hours currently are Tuesdays through Fridays, 9.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. Okay. And Saturdays, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Okay. And then when we do a special events, we typically post it on our Facebook page, but we'll add hours to the day for that. There you go. Speaking of events, <laughs> let's talk about this wonderful creation that... Um, I went to what was the first year? 2019. Was 2019, the, first year. the Freeport Halloween Carnival. <laughs> There's not one, not one like it anywhere near here. Um, how did they? How did you come about with the carnival? So it's 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 a bit of a long story, but um, there were three of us used to own a printing company in Freeport. Okay, uh, it was called Dark Lock Productions. Uh, the owners at that time were myself, Sean Visneski, and Corey Mickle, mm-hmm. and and then my wife helps us as well, uh, Courtney Huth. Okay, uh, she she's the one that she's keeps us all girl. all organized yeah. and and keeps everything in line for us. That's awesome. Um, but we were we were just printing one night, and you know we had we had been to multiple events that we enjoyed, but you know you're always looking as a vendor like how would you do things differently, mm-hmm. or you know how could you do it better. And our idea was, you know, the, the Freeport baseball field at this point uh, wasn't available until the beginning of October. So we started there. We said, okay, you know, we have October. Uh, we're all really big fans of horror movies, Halloween, fall, just that time of the year. So our minds started churning, and we just were, as we were printing, it, this was like 3 in the morning. <laughs> as we were printing, we just kind of started throwing ideas back and forth. And we kind of settled on uh, Halloween Carnival because most communities, the carnival season is over at the end of September. Mm-hmm. So we felt there wasn't a lot of competition for, you know, uh, at least as far as the rides are concerned. Yeah. And a lot of communities have Apple Fests, Pumpkin Fests, things like that. We figured, what, why don't we just make it Halloween? So we can feature some of those things and all the fall stuff that people love but make it Halloween theme. That way we can decorate. We can just kind of, you know, keep it family oriented, yeah. but have the Halloween decorations to make it feel that way. Um, we can have the rides and extend the, you know, that, that season for people. Right. Uh, we wanted a lot of food options 
for the people that and like those food you festivals. Have, yes. Uh, we so we we do work very hard to try to get a bunch of different food, and just that so people can come multiple days and really just enjoy everything that's there. Yeah. And then for the people that love craft shows, we usually have around a hundred craft vendors with just tons of different homemade crafts, uh, business booths, informative booths. Uh, nonprofit organizations, you know, raising raising money and awareness for their organizations. Um, so we we have that aspect for the people that enjoy that, mm-hmm. and then we have live entertainment all weekend uh, for the people that just like to go out and do something different for the night. Uh, we have fire breathers on Friday. Ooh. Uh, this year we added stilt walkers. Uh, that was oh. our new new addition to Friday night That's as well. That's awesome. Uh, Saturday we have music all Saturday long. Uh, that's our our big music day. Um, it's like a music fest too. It is, and it's a little bit of everything. We have an acoustic show. Uh, we have uh, bluegrass. We have a our our headliner on Saturday is TKO, and they do a great job of covering the '80s, the '90s, current music, and the the kids that go down love it. They love to go down and just kind of dance to the music. And yeah. the band does really well with with you know bringing extra like costume pieces and the kids will kind of wear that and dance mm-hmm. in front of the stage and, and go up on stage and sing with them and it's just a fun time for everybody well and it's great because it's another opportunity that kids get to wear their costumes you know mamas buy these costumes and it's like you want to try to get as much use out of it as possible <laughs> absolutely and, and that's actually something else that uh that we put in for saturday as well is a vendor trick-or-treat uh, the idea behind that was a lot of shows ask vendors to donate a basket for a Chinese auction. Mm-hmm. And it's a great idea. The only problem is all of the baskets are in a central location. Mm-hmm. So our idea was to try to take something similar to that, but to drive the, the, the guests to go around and support Every the single booth. And to actually go to their booth, not yes. just see a basket from them, but to talk to the owner of that booth, to get their business card, to see what they fully offer. I love that. And and then it doesn't cost them anything. The vendors, it's up to them if they want to participate in the trick or treat. Well, we you would force you would anybody. hope they would want to. Oh, if they, they want to get all. They do, I'm sure. They it's worth it. a couple bags of candy. I, I think last year, I don't think we had a, a single vendor that didn't participate. Wow. But they're always usually the the vendors are dressed up. They're out there really having a fun time with it, and it is a good opportunity for them to hand out business cards, pamphlets, promotional items that can let people know. of their business and and what they have to offer and that that two-hour span typically sees around six thousand people that come down holy moly (laughs) did you ever in a a million years imagine it to so the the dreamer side of myself yeah would tell you yes okay (laughs) but realistically you know you you think of a small town like this and you're always hopeful Uh uh-huh um but you know especially going into the first year we were very hopeful and it it didn't really click for us until trick or treat on Saturday night. It, it was like six. That's when I hit. went that first year, and I was like, I could. I mean, we we parked. We had to park far away, which is fine. <laughs> I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it was like, holy moly, this thing's big. <laughs> if we we lo- when we do something, we like to do it big. Yeah, and. We like to make sure that, that, you know, we feel like there was nothing left on the table. Right. And so we, we all committed to when we were going to do this, we were going to make a statement with it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the first year was, was good. Everything went as we had hoped. Uh, but it is, has grown quite a bit since then. I've uh, only been the first year, so I can't imagine. <laughs> we have a whole new ride company now. 
Um, okay, and so, yes, let's talk about the rods. We didn't talk about the rods. <laughs> uh, we so we use CNL shows okay. uh, for for the whole midway. Uh, they bring in additional food options. Uh, they have a bunch of different games, and then they have rides for all ages. Wow. Uh, their rides are newer rides. They're very bright. They're well maintained. Mm. Uh, they're nice, safe rides. And nice. They're they have the, the extreme rides for somebody who likes more of a thrill, and they have more simpler rides for you know little kids that just want to go on something simple like the teacups or the swings or you know something like that. Nice. So they provide a really really nice and clean midway for us, and uh, you know they they've been awesome to work with. And they bring the funnel cakes. Absolutely. I love those funnel cakes. As great of food as we have, they have just as just good of food as, good. as well. Uh, so it's like the town, the town gets to contribute through their vendorship, but then you also provide it through absolutely. the entertainment company. Yep, and they they do a very good job at, at keeping up with everything, you know, on their end, keeping keeping guests moving and having fun. And it's we were really – last year was the first year that we used them. Oh, yeah. We were very impressed with, with the show that they put on, and we felt like that was the missing piece to our event uh-huh. uh, was, was the bigger ride company like that that, that kind of saw the vision that we did. Right. And it was, it's just a good fit for us, and, and you know, they, they said they really enjoyed it, uh, so it, it was a good fit for everybody. Well, that's good. Now, how many vendors did you say you're going to have this year? Uh, this year, uh, it, with the way our, our map changed a little bit, so we're okay. looking at right around 95 to 100. Okay. Uh, we do have a space that if it rains, uh, you know, the, with the way the field is, there are a few low-laying areas that if they get flooded, we can change it around. Yeah. Uh, so that nobody is, is stuck setting up in a mud puddle. Right. Uh, so if the weather's favorable, we can take a few last-minute vendors to fill those extra spaces. So you, if the weather's – you hear that, vendors, <laughs> right? And what does a vendor need to do to get on the – I guess what? You have a wait list right now. So right now we, we do still have a few open okay. spaces left. It is very limited, and we, we treat it on a first-come, first-served basis. Uh, that's just the only fair way to, to handle it. Yes. Um. We, we did have somebody that was trying to scam our page, so I would like to let everybody know Ooh. that if you are contacting us for a vendor space, to use our email, which is dlpcarnival at outlook.com. And if you're not talking to myself, Sean, or Courtney, it's not somebody affiliated with our, our event. So DLP Carnival. Carnival. At outlook.com. At outlook.com. And you only want to talk to Tyler, Courtney, or Sean. Sean, and you got to make sure you're talking to them. I had the same thing happen with one of my events. I think it was the ladies' basic shooting class. That there was somebody was trying to. It's a shame that yeah. you have to deal with that, it's but ridiculous. it's. I've talked to a lot of other event coordinators, and uh, they said that they've been fighting this specifically this year more than ever. Yeah. Uh, so you know we were lucky for a while, and you know unfortunately it did hit us. So. We're, we're trying our best to keep up with that and to, to make sure that, that nobody gets scammed. And, and, yeah. Because uh, we, we don't want to see that either. No, absolutely not. So the event is when? Uh, so opening night, of course, is Friday the 13th. Yay! <laughs> uh, so that kicks the event off. And then Saturday, October 14th. Okay. And then we close the event Sunday, October 15th. Uh, the times for Friday are 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. Okay. Uh, Saturday is 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. That's that's our big day. That's a big day. And then Sunday is 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Those are great hours. <laughs> we feel like it fits for everybody. 
uh, you know, everybody has a fair chance to come down and, and enjoy, you know, everything that has to offer. Uh, we also have a magic show on Sunday as well. Oh. Uh, we have that and a, a band playing. What time's the magic show? Uh, the magic show is from noon to 1230. And then he's also doing an additional hour of balloon twisting for the kids and, and uh, fun stuff like that. So. Okay. So there's plenty for the adults and the kids to do. I love how it's all contained in the old, what, what do we call that? The, where is it? The old football stadium? Yeah, so a lot of people just call it the, the field in town, but the it's the James in- Sports Memorial Field. Okay. Um, and it's if you're coming into town from, you from 28, it. you can't miss it. Right, right. <laughs> and we do have designated parking. Uh, okay. So the park and ride as you come into town, yes. uh, you'll, you'll pass that on right before the field. Okay. Uh, we do have permission to use that. Okay. Uh, we have permission to use, there's a lot that's privately owned. Uh, right to the left of the field as you come into town. Okay. We'll have signs there directing people to that. Uh, but that's open for parking. We okay. do have handicap parking there as well. Uh, oh, nice. We, we added that ourselves just to try to help accommodate everybody. Okay. Um, and then we also have a permit to shut down the boat launch parking lot in Freeport. Ooh. Uh, so we we use that to uh, to not only park vendors with their trailers, but it is open for guests to park there as well. Okay. Um, and then, unfortunately, beyond that, it is street parking throughout town. Uh, it's something we stress over every year to try to, to make it as easy on everybody as yes. possible. Um, so we do everything we can, and we are always open to suggestions. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's constructive Anybody criticism with some is lots a great tool. Out there. <laughs> Anybody with some lots out there, get in touch with DLP Carnival and at Outlook. <laughs> I, I would like to say, too, that this is a free admission event. Uh, we do oh, not charge yes. to come in, uh, and that's something we feel very strongly about uh, to keep it a free admission event. Uh, we just we want it to be something that people can come and go and, and just mm-hmm. enjoy it. Uh, we get people to come down for food every meal for the whole weekend, and we want to leave that open to those people yeah. to have the freedom just to just come down and enjoy it, and, and you know leave for a little bit, come back if they'd like. That's amazing. So we're we're definitely going to be down. So what is your, like, what's your favorite thing about the entire carnival? I can tell you that all of us, uh, we, the one thing we love is, especially Saturday night when it's really crowded, uh, to just go up on the hillside and sit there for five minutes and just take it all in and just see everybody having fun and just enjoying the event. That's what we get out of it. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, we did this. The... The one thing, and, and I, I don't want this to sound like I'm bragging, mm-hmm. uh, but it's one thing that I'm, I'm proud of our group. Mm-hmm. We have four of us that do this whole event. We do everything. We, we set it up. We clean it up. We maintain it. We do the garbage runs. We, we do absolutely everything. And uh, I just want to say how proud I am of, of the four of us together four that people. we can come together and, and, and do that. And 6,000 plus. Well, you're expecting how many this We time? had 18,000 guests through last year. Eight. You went from <laughs> 6,000 to 18,000 in three years? So the, the 6,000 is typically just during trick-or-treat. Okay. So overall, we usually... Because your first, first year, how many did you get? Uh, we had like 9,500 roughly the first year. But still, you doubled it. <laughs> yeah, last year was for us it felt like just everything coming together uh-huh. with the new midway company it was the highest amount of vendors we had ever had yeah um it was just everything came together perfectly uh-huh. and uh you know we tried some new marketing techniques and it just really seemed like everything was just the perfect timing 
and well, it. it was awesome to see. <laughs> we we loved every minute of it. Yeah, as, as stressful of a week as it can be, setting up and, I'm and sure. uh, going through all the issues that come along with an event of this size, uh, just seeing everybody coming in and having yeah. fun is is just a feeling you can't can't you, really describe. You have such a gifted heart, like it's like you're giving back. You, this is a just such a great gesture for you to do for your community because you're from here, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so all. It's funny because all of us that grew up here, except for my wife, she grew up in Mars. Okay. Uh, the rest of us grew up in Freeport, but currently none of us live in Freeport. Uh, one <laughs> of us lives in Ford City, okay. one in Sarver, the other one in, in Lower Burl. And we all still care that much about this town. Uh, yeah. That, that, you know, we come together every year. And, it's your and alma mater. Absolutely. Yeah. And we, this is something we work on 12 months out of the year. Wow. Uh, it's between going to meetings, uh, you know, with local officials and the frequent calls with the insurance company mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, vendors all year long. It's just it's something that we never really get a break from. Yeah. Uh, which which is fine. We we kind of knew that going into it. So, it's, right. It, is, it takes all year to plan three days. <laughs> it does. <laughs> and then it goes so fast. It does. It's the week of setup feels like it, it you know, flies by. Uh, because you're constantly feeling like you have so much more left to do uh-huh. that you just, you know, it, we always joke when we go in on Monday, we say, hey, it's here. We're on a crash course. It's happening it one way or another. So right? if it's raining all week, we've got to put the rain boots on, throw a hoodie on because we're set up in the rain. <laughs> well, and I know that everybody in, around here enjoys it so much and they look forward to it. And it's, I mean, you trick or, even for trick-or-treat, if someone doesn't want to go out trick-or-treating, like in neighborhoods, they can come bring their kids to do their trick-or-treat here at the carnival, get something to eat, ride the rides, <laughs> listen to music. Absolutely. We, we actually found out last year uh, that we, we had quite a few people that, that were coming from areas where they don't get trick-or-treaters at their house. <gasps> Uh, so they use the carnival as, as a way to come down and, and let their kids enjoy that experience and, you know, go around and, and trick-or-treat. In a safe way. Absolutely. And there, there is, there's a strong police presence there. Uh, we have additional hired security, uh, not just during the event, but for the vendor's safety uh, mm-hmm. overnight, every night after they set up on Thursday. Mm-hmm. There is security there from that point until the event's over. Wow. Uh, so we, we believe in strongly... Uh, to, to make sure it's it's not just family friendly but also safe. Oh, I love that. Well, that's amazing. I'm so excited about it, and I'm so glad that you took the time to talk about it because I I saw it come up, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm messaging Tyler. We got to get him on the podcast, <laughs> and I want to talk about your sports cards and that kind of thing. And you're just what you're bringing to the community is is so great and well well, thank you i I appreciate you taking the time to to come down and and uh talk about it yeah now what is your if someone wants to follow you on facebook instagram any of those can you tell us your handles for those pages so for uh gnt sports cards plus uh we uh we use facebook which is just gnt sports cards plus okay Uh, that's that's one of our main tools that we use okay uh we also have our own website uh which is gtcards.com okay um and then for the carnival, where can that be? Where can they find someone find the Facebook event for that? We use uh, Facebook prominently on that one, and that it would just be uh, Dark or uh, DLP Carnival on Facebook. Um, 
Freeport Halloween Carnival, all of those searches will take you to our page. Okay. And we are in the process of building a website for the carnival as well. That's also going to help cut down on potential scammers in the future. Yes. Because uh, we do believe strongly in, in security in that way as well. Yes. Uh, so we, we are working to, uh, to, to find a better solution for that. Okay. Uh, but, but Facebook is, is typically where we post everything through. Um, but we're working on adding to that. Great, great. Well, thank you so much, Tyler. Please stop down here at his uh, at G&T Sports Cards Plus. They, I mean, there's kids can play games. You can take a look at the, the cards. If you, if even if you have to get a birthday gift for a birthday party, there's the Pokemon cards. I know all the kids are into those. That makes a great gift. Um, instead of having to drive all the way to the mills or somewhere like that, it's right here in our hometown and you know i am a big advocate of supporting local and this gentleman and his wife and his other partner are really they are i mean they are a a huge contribution to this community and i'm a big believer that um you know you people like you are the the fabric that that knits and weaves our community as a whole and i appreciate that thank you yeah thank you so much tyler (laughs) thank you i appreciate it